Welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deep into the art of video games. I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back to another amazing week of gaming, life, and just everything in general, right? Yay. Yay. <laughs> we're alive, we're here, and yeah, we're enjoying our time. Uh, it's debatable, I guess. It could be The Matrix. <laughs> It could yeah, be that's true. it's all a simulation could be purgatory right this could be our oh. punishment before we figure out where we're going and life is purgatory it's the hero's journey right Ooh, yeah joseph campbell thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right so before we hop into today's topic let's see if we have some joyous plugs out there is there anything that you are enjoying this week that you want to share with the world um actually because i'm going to be going on a flight uh, tomorrow, I was actually going to start looking for some podcasts to listen to on the plane. So I'm actually looking forward to maybe some that you could recommend to me. Because um, right now, I'm not really doing too much. I'm just I'm just chugging along with Near Replicant. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many out there which are great. I mean, if you're looking for uh, another podcast similar to what we got going on here, actually uh, mentioned it in the last one, but the side questing podcast is mm-hmm. amazing. Like they have really great content. Um, WT Famicom is another really, really good one. The main quest series is really great out there. Um, if you want something a little more story driven, you can't go wrong with the D&D podcast. True. And Dimension 20 is fantastic. Uh, I mean, God, there's so many out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's why I was looking at them like, oh my God, like. I mean, I can I can open up my backlog right here and just start rolling down because I have so many things that I'm subscribed to and listen to on a daily basis. Like Drunks and Dragons is fantastic. That's a super fun one. Can't go wrong with Radiolab because that's always good stuff. Um, actually, Rue Tales of Magic, you have to check out. You would love Rue Tales. Okay. It's basically D&D, but Rick and Morty oh, kind God. of humor. Like, and it's just nuts. These guys are insane. They, they just, they break the game and it's beautiful. So yeah, Rue Tales of Magic is a great one if you're looking for a story podcast out there. Okay. I'll check um, that one out too. Yeah. But real quick, if you're looking for something a little bit more like trivia or trying to learn some just stupid facts that could help you out later somehow, if you ever find yourself on a game show or a trivia night at some bar, if bars ever open back up, um, there's if some great <laughs> right? there's some great ones like Go Fact Yourself or um, There's No Such Thing as a Fish. Those are really good ones as far as like random trivia or things like that. So, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Nice. I see. I think I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, at least it's a healthy problem. <laughs> yeah, right. It's. I mean, I just can't listen to music anymore. It. it uh, even same. whenever. Yeah. Same. It's like I. If I do, it's like music I've listened to for so long that I'm just like, I'm comfortable with this album. Like it. It gets yeah. me in the feels, and I'll just like listen to it. And it's like yeah. when a new album does come out, I'm like, this is cool. And then I just go back to my old music. Like, right? like I can't even. When I work out, if I do play music because I keep forgetting to sync my podcast to my Apple Watch, I, I'll end up just listening to playlists that I made in high school. Oh, God, <laughs> so that's a little just, too far back. It's just, uh, it's just shitty emo music. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I know all the words, so that's fun, I guess. But it just, 
I don't know. Even when I'm working out, I don't like listening to music anymore. I like listening to audiobooks or different podcasts out there just because I feel like it gets me into more of like a Zen mode mm-hmm. um, instead of trying to keep the pace of whatever I'm listening to, which I used to do whenever I like wrestled, I would listen to hardcore music and try and keep pace with like a double bass and all that shit. Right. Yeah. And running at full speed at all times just to go crazier, go harder. But now, like when I run, I just want to not think. I want to like go into that flow state. So I'm listening to just like really nice, soothing NPR. (laughs) (laughs) We all get old eventually. uh, Yeah, right. That's a sign of the times. It's it's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's 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 crazy because then I'll hear like because I can hear my fiance's music over her headphones because it's so loud. She's listening to like. Cardi B and just like big like crazy beats and just like hard music. I'm like, I can't. It's like I'm exhausted to hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> you have become a boomer. Yeah, it's sad, right? What am I, fifty five? <laughs> it's ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, honestly, as far as like joyous plugs goes, I feel like that's my joyous plugs right there. <laughs> as well because there's so much i have so much like admiration for these guys who make these shows and what they're able to do with them and like it's great because i mean seeing where we started out uh just doing this in whatever room we had available and grabbing a random mic that you find online for like 30 bucks just to start recording and getting comfortable with the idea of talking into a microphone because that's mm-hmm. really weird and then learning how to edit audio because that's just a daunting task on its own it's been a really really fun journey and seeing the amount of work and production value that goes into some of these other shows just really inspires me to really try and up our game every time and figure out better ways of doing this uh, figure out better ways to become more comfortable in front of the mic and just really set the mood and create that that headspace where you guys, the listener, feel like you're having a conversation with us in the room. Like you guys are really a fly on the wall. And that's the ultimate goal there is to make you guys feel super comfortable with it. And without these other shows continuously pushing us, it's to create a better product because that's what we're doing. We're making a product here. You know, we wouldn't be where we are today. 32 weeks into this now, which is crazy to yeah. think about. We're almost at a year doing it. And oh my God. I still feel like, like, yeah, we've learned a lot, but we still have so much to learn. And I'm so thankful to the community out there for everything that they've done for us, like all of the support that we're getting and the fact that people are even comfortable enough with asking us questions, which I think is crazy because we're still figuring it out too. But yeah. <laughs> The more we can help others out, we are more than happy to do that. And it just makes us feel good. And when we help other people make a better product, it pushes us to ourselves make something even more amazing. So, yeah, that's my plugs, I guess, too. So thank you guys <laughs> for everything. And, yeah, we're just going to keep plugging away at this. All right, so for today's topic, because time is so precious to us, 
and adulting is super hard, but yet we still want to play games and enjoy them. We wanted to gather some games together that really meant a lot to us, but they're also games that you can beat or complete in a short amount of time and still gain a lot from that experience. Whether it's quick little shooter games, arcade style stuff, or games that have an amazing story compacted into a short amount of time, they range, right? There's a lot out there. There's a lot of content out there to siphon through. And it can be very daunting for someone to try and pick a game, especially whenever you don't realize, or when you realize that you don't have a lot of time to play games anymore, which is unfortunate to think about. Depressing. And it's what we deal with on a daily basis, honestly. Yep. <laughs> so we wanted to help other people out there like us, because I'm sure there's other people out there who are going through this same problem. And we have gathered together some games that we really love, and we are calling them our lunch break games. Games you can beat relatively quickly. Um, we try to keep the list down to ones that are under 10 hours, right? That's yeah. kind of what we were trying to shoot for. Because I feel like that's a realistic amount of time. If you have like, let's say, a week or two and you only play for like an hour or so each day or every other day, you can get through these games, feel accomplished, and get a great experience out of them. So it's been... I think we have some good stuff here for you guys. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised how many there are. Like, I was kind of looking through, like, how long to beat and... It's surprising how many, like, obviously a lot of these games, it's just the main story. Like, if you wanted to do side quests, like, you can probably push these games a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. But to get the meat of it, like, it's interesting how quick games can actually be beaten. Mm -hmm. And I never really realized that because me, I'm usually taking my time. I'm like, I idle the game because I'm busy doing other stuff. And I come back and it's like, how did I get to 25 hours? I'm like, oh, well, I idled it for like, four hours i forgot you know i'm excited with this list though yeah so do you want to start us off what's like your one of the games out there that really you hold near and dear that you can actually beat in a quick amount of time um i think for me i'm gonna go with kind of like a kind of a classic i think for all the people out there who have nintendo switch online Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with some easy ones. I think Donkey Kong Country is probably one of my favorites. Classic. Uh, I I love it to bits. I still play it almost every couple of years. Like it's it's just a constant like comfort game. Nice. And surprisingly a lot of games from on that service are actually all short games, which is perfect cuz you're on the go, you're playing these games. Uh, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, like, it's just, it's nice. And I'm noticing, because I have been busy lately, I've been jumping back to these older games, because I never beat Super Metroid. I've Surprisingly, there's, like, a lot of Super Nintendo games I never beat, because all I ever really played on it were RPGs. So I didn't get to experience a lot of these, like, really fun, known games. So I'm kind of going through those right now, and it's it's nice being able to beat it in a quick, session mm-hmm. and i feel like those kind of games too especially when they came out at our age they were really difficult yeah so it it became more of a daunting task but now that you've not only gotten older but you've leveled up as a player 
you're able to go back and appreciate and really enjoy these titles now. Yeah, it's nice. And keeping on with the Switch, uh, Super Mario World, or yeah, Super Mario 3D World was uh, another one that I know can be beaten just about 10 hours, maybe a little bit longer with the new content they added in there, Mm -hmm. uh, Bowser's Fury. But if you're looking for a little fun two-player or single-player platformer, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And you can't beat a classic. It's Mario, right? People really, like, regard this one as like like really well made i didn't know that because i never played it for the wii u mm. so when i got on the switch i'm like oh this is cool it's gonna be like another typical mario game but it's interesting how many little mechanics they had in there like that cat the, mario and stuff yeah that's the one where it's the first time where you get to play as like neku cat right yep it, that's awesome. and it's actually really fun mechanic i like it i really i really enjoyed the game so far yeah and uh, I, I love how that cat has kind of integrated its way into a lot of different like Nintendo properties now. Yeah. That like little cat costume that he wears, which is amazing. Of course, I love that. But <laughs> but have you seen that? Just kind of going off on a little tangent real quick. But the Miitopia RPG game. That Dude. Coming out with? I'm a low key. <laughs> I am so excited for it. Like Hell it's yeah. I was watching some trailers for and I watched like some more gameplay on it. And it's just. It looks like my kind of game. It looks oh. dumb. It looks goofy. The Me Maker looks amazing. Yeah, it does. And one of the classes is actually like a like a fighter class where you're dressed up in the cat costume. Dude, I can't wait. I I, I already know I want to play the hell out of that game. <laughs> it's definitely a day one purchase for me. Like I'm I'm stoked. Yeah, I I love the fact that it's it's perfect and it's cool because. You can see that they tested the waters out with Smash Brothers and bringing in the Miis. Mm-hmm. And then that, with success, the success of that, they're actually making an entire game based on that. And I, I'm excited to see what other titles they might come up with later on in the future using that kind of idea where you're able to put your me into the game, which is actually really cool. Well, it was originally on the DS, but it was like such a... Oh, really? Yeah, oh, gosh, I, on the mind. DS, you had like the Me Plaza or whatever, and you had all these little like adventures you could go on with your characters, and you would actually unlock things by like if you if you had your DS while you were walking, you could use coins spent for how much you walk for like turns or costumes, and yeah, there was there was something for the DS. It just the reason why this is blowing up is because how detailed the maker is and how they actually made it into like a big story. That's cool. Well, but I'm I kind of missed it out on the Dia, so I'm yeah. excited. I didn't even know it was on there, so I'm super excited for this one. But anyway, yeah, we will definitely a, talk about that. Yeah, that's gonna up. be that's gonna be a topic for a later episode, of course. <laughs> a little tangent there, but that's fine. But what about you? What's your uh, what's your near and dear? So there's quite a few, and the games that I'm drawn to, and I'm sure a lot of people who've been listening to this show realize that I'm very, like, I really want a good story in my game. Shadow of the Colossus. (laughs) No, surprisingly. Although that is a great one, I wanted to try and touch on other games for once, because that's all I talk about is Shadow (laughs) of the Colossus. (laughs) But this is another game that I do, I have talked about a few times, but I feel like everyone should at least experience this title, is uh, Journey. 
Oh, yeah. Journey is amazing. It's really short, too. You can beat it, like, in two hours. And the gameplay is super simple, so anybody can kind of get into it. It reminds me of playing, like, old, like, classic games where there's not a lot of, like, hand-holding when it comes to the mechanics. You have to just figure out the world around you, which is its own fun exploration aspect to the game. But the 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 path that you go through the the trials and tribulations that you as a player go through while traveling through this world to get to your final destination it's literally this series of it, like it's the various stages of grief as you're playing it and the amount of feels that you get for this nameless faceless voiceless character is insane like i'm not gonna lie the first time i played through this game i did tear up at the end as you're walking and i'm still controlling the character and trying to get up the mountain and i'm starting to like tear up and choke up because you feel the weight of every single step that you're taking like they did such a great job with the animations and how the player moves even that it just really set like it sets the mood and lets you know as a player of like how hard this journey was like how how much it took or like how, how yeah just basically how difficult it was for this person to you know go on this crazy exploration for a little bit and it, i don't know there's just there's so much that i can definitely say about this and i've i have made reports and like video reports on this for whenever i was in school uh, I did a lot of breakdowns on this game from the psychological standpoint and like the art and just pretty much every aspect of it. I've picked this game apart and it always amazes me. And it's one that I always want to go back to. And I always have fond memories of for everything, the visuals, the music, the gameplay, the amount of emotion that's packed into such a small title. It's just everything about it is just so strong. I didn't realize it was that short. I've, I've had it for a while in my library, but I've I played the beginning when you're like sliding down the sand dunes. Oh uh, yeah, that's such a fun thing, like seeing the trail behind your character. Yeah, yeah and I I always get so blown away by that, but then I just I don't know I I put it down and I haven't touched it since. But now hearing like what you said, I actually kind of want to play it just because I always hear so many people praise it. Yeah, and it's it's a it's literally it's one that you can definitely beat in one sitting. Okay. Uh, completely. Just it's you basically the amount of time that you would take to watch a movie, you get I feel like you get a better experience than you would from 90% of the movies out there. And there's something interesting about that where playing a 2-hour story like this, the amount of emotions that you get as a player, like you get joy whenever you're sliding around cuz you feel like that would be fun for this character to do then you get like fear whenever the enemies are around and you really feel that like daunting fear. Then you feel like the pain that they're going through and like the the resolution at the end, you feel the like relief that they like they they're able to actually enact or like create these emotions for you as a player as you're it's nuts. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I will definitely be playing that soon then. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So, what is another game that you want to recommend to these guys out here that they can potentially beat fairly quickly and get an amazing experience out of? 
Uh, I would definitely bring up, hmm, maybe Firewatch. Yes, another amazing story-driven game. I I remember hearing, I, back in the day when I was a PC gamer, I would be like on Humble Bundle on, and I would see a lot of indie games, and it was always one that popped up for me, and for the longest time I was like, eh, I don't really feel like an interactive game like this, where it's just like, you know, I don't want to say walking simulator, but that's what it, everyone kept saying. Yeah, I mean, so it's an interactive it point and click. Yeah. And I don't know, a few, maybe like two years ago or so, I finally played it and I was kind of blown away by it. It's, it's beautiful. Like this game is just, I don't know. I got really lost in it one night and I think I, I want to say I beat in one sitting. Like I remember it being not that long, but it's like five hours, right? Five or six. I think so. Yeah. And it's just the graphics. Like it's just, it's so calming and the buildup of the story and everything it's just it's a really beautiful game and i was really surprised by it and after playing it i realized oh now i see why people praise it like they do it's it's nothing like earth shattering but it's definitely for like an indie title i think it's actually up there on my list like top 10 mm-hmm the thing that I love about that title so much is the fact that it's not just a good, like the story, the main story of the game is really interesting and intriguing and there's a lot of depth to it. But then you also get the side story or the background story of the main character and how it unfolds and why you're even out there, like going through like relationship issues and like the loss of a loved one and all this, like, like to me, that's, showing like creating that depth of a character that a lot of games don't do whenever it comes to like kind of these i guess adventure kind of style games you don't get like the full grasp of the character that you're playing or why you're out there to begin with and i love the fact that they included that in there and they did such a great job with it with that main character is kind of snarky he's a little bit of a smart ass but he has a big heart and it's 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 a beautiful title. I, I love the background story that they built for that. Yeah. It the the background story to it really developed in the game so beautifully. It was just perfect pacing. I love and it. And it's relatable. Like that's a real person. Yeah. Hey everybody, just jumping in real quick. Uh you know, just want to say first of all, thank you for continuing listening and obviously you're enjoying it because you've reached the middle of our episode. Uh but Before we continue on, uh, we just wanted to remind you all that if you are truly enjoying what you're hearing and you want to learn some more about us, uh, you can find us on uh, social medias and we have links in our description and you can find me and all the drawings that I'm doing on Instagram at Kieran and that's K-E-U-R-A-N. What about you, Chris? Uh, you can find me at Sloppy Cube on Instagram. That's Sloppy and Cube at the end of it. <clears throat> I do all retro games or just games in general. So if that's your thing, check me out. You can also message me about ideas and anything because I love talking. 
Yep. We both really enjoy talking, obviously, because we are recording a podcast. So if, <laughs> if you want to join in the conversation, please reach out to us on the Discord. And let's get right back into this episode. All right. So for this next one, we've touched about two very story heavy games where if you're looking for an amazing like strong experience emotionally you can get something out of those two titles in a short amount of time right those are great mm-hmm. uh this next one is a little different it's a little off of people's radar i would say but a sort gem kind of right it's from 2012 so it's a little old but asora's wrath is a fantastic title out there mm-hmm. that's really fun and i feel like it's a very underrated title um, and the it, I can see why people might not want to play it, but I feel like now, later, like the fact that it's been out for a while, I, I feel like this is the right time for people to really get into it or get back into it, at least. So it is an action game. There's a lot of fighting and it's very like there's a lot of like, I guess, like brawly style style, like roars when the fighting happens. It's. <laughs> But the the makers of the game actually called it an interactive anime. So this game kind of came out whenever, like, uh, I guess, active time uh, interactions were really big. And they use that in the cinematic cutscenes to make the player more involved in every aspect of the gameplay, right? So you have the really fun fight scenes that are really cinematic and just grand, like, out of this world like literally you fight in space at one point (laughs) which is kind of crazy um whenever i explain what the actual theming of the story is but like it's so such a grand scale and then when the cutscenes happen you're still in the action like you still have to control the character and continue on with the fight no matter what and it's just it's actually a very strong story hidden in this like very action-oriented angry like anger-fueled style game and one of the big uh, concepts behind it that i really admire is the fact that it is based off of a lot of hindu lore which is something that i feel you don't see a lot in games which is kind of sad and in my opinion because there's so much there's so many deities and stories and just epic tales within that world that aren't Mm -hmm. old enough in not just gaming but i feel like in western media in general like i feel like that's definitely something that needs to be celebrated more and explored more because these feats that these gods do and the amount of like it's beautiful to, to see and yeah you can watch like bollywood films and get a lot of that out of it but I feel like it's something that the Western market should tap into into gaming to increase the amount of representation out there. But with Asura's Wrath, you play a general that gets betrayed by other generals. Then they they kidnap your your daughter, and you're fighting back to get like you're getting revenge on the gods that betrayed you. And it's just like to see the 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 fatherly anger and the like this revenge story played out it reminds me of old boy the movie 
Ooh. right where like you're just out there where you're just like i'm done i i i can't like basically fuck you guys for doing this to me i'm gonna i'm just gonna destroy you and what's crazy about this game is while you're fighting you're fighting so hard that you're destroying your own body in the process and it, like they do a weird thing where it's like a mix of cybernetics and like gods right so Asura has six arms, but four of those arms are actually like mechanical looking arms, right? Huh. Actually, no, all six are. All six of the arms become like mechanical. And while you're like literally like punching things to a pulp, like to nothingness, or stopping a giant fist from space from destroying the world and destroying you your arms are literally crumbling apart and you're it's like the ultimate self-sacrifice because there's nothing else in the world for you right and all that you have is your revenge and that's all that matters and you're just gonna it doesn't matter what happens to you anymore so it's it's kind of cool to see that in a game setting because yeah it's that's like the plot of old boy it doesn't matter what happens to him he's just gonna keep going This game looks awesome, and it's. <laughs> I didn't realize it's also backwards compatible for anyone that has like a Series X or um, mm-hmm. Xbox One. Uh, I mean, it's also on the PlayStation as well. But I didn't know that. It's cool because every time I would go to GameStop, I would always look for their like buy two get two free mm-hmm. for like the three sixty games and PlayStation Three. And this title was always there, and I'm like why is this always here? Like, is, it was a, not a good game. Like, I never, stupidly never picked it up. And after hearing you talk about it, and I didn't realize Capcom yeah. did it too, now I really want to play it. It it looks good. Like, looking at some of the pictures for it and the videos, I'm like, dude, like, this actually looks like my and kind of game. a game that I, came out in 2012, the art style is still very relevant. And I feel like it, yeah, it, it looks, looks amazing. It still holds up really well, in my opinion. Like, I hate quick time events, but if it's done right, which looks like it is in this game, I think I might have to. I feel like it is, but I feel like it came out during that time where, like, God of War kind of overdid it. And people were starting to get kind of tired of it, right? So that might be why it didn't get as much love as it should have. But this title really deserves some love. And I think it's going to be one that I. I'm going to start playing again because I just want to experience all the craziness <laughs> of Asura's Wrath mm. all over again. Yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on it. That'd be fun. I'd be more than happy to. Or a quick time event. Ooh, Ooh. quick time event gaming. That could be fun. That or, could be fun. The, the pros and cons. Or relating games to movies actually sounds like a good topic. Ooh. Fun stuff. Hints of the future, like glimpses into what could possibly be or not be. Welcome to Glitch Cube. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> the Crystal Cube. Let's ponder and gaze into its glory to see what can happen. For we never know. Yeah, all right. That's enough. <laughs> all right. So what's another title that you want to share with the world out there? Um, so both of these titles kind of came around the same time. Uh, they're both co-op, both backwards compatible. And, uh, first off, I'm going to go a portal classic. Yeah. I think, 
more so Portal 2 because Portal 1 is really short. But Portal 2, I mean, if you haven't played it by now, it's, you gotta. It's just quirky, difficult at times. And just, it's, it's the perfect co-op experience. Like, I, I love it. And it's short. I think it's like six, seven hours, according to the average time. And I remember it being that short. And it's just, I don't know. I love those games a lot. And I really wish there was a third. But we all know how Valve does with threes in their games. So (laughs) maybe one day there will be like an indie version of it. And then uh, another one that I I was contemplating and talking about it because there's a few series that I would easily bring up in this because most of the games in these franchises are pretty mm-hmm. short. But I would definitely pick Halo. Oh, yeah. I think Halo's nice, fun, short. You know, it's your typical mid-2000s shooter, so you can't expect anything crazy, but, I mean, it's, it's Halo. The amount know? of lore that they packed into that series, though, that franchise, is pretty amazing. And it's not just a good game for multiplayer. The single-player story is probably the best i think for one of those uh like for an fps because usually that's the thing that people kind of just gloss over it's not that big of a deal but this the campaign in that series is actually really really enjoyable i think that's i mean aside from the multiplayer i think that is what really what made halo stand out at the time because around then like shooters you know they were just kind of they had a really like generic story. Yeah. You know, you look at a lot of titles that released in that time and Halo just stood out for that yeah. reason. But I think, I think it's a fun little experience. Um, I still try to play a little bit of Halo every now and then, but I feel like for me, it's, I don't know, shooters. It's, I, I love old school shooters like mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's not really even old school anymore at this point, but I don't know. I there comes a time where I just get burnt out by them. So I don't know. I think Halo's a fun little experience if you want something quick and short and it's available Game Pass, all of that. So it's easy to pick up and play. Yeah, I feel like it's always available. That's the Microsoft like baby. So like that's always gonna be available. Yeah. Um but yeah, and I think one more uh, to bring up kind of in this time, this is kind of more of like an honorable mention though, would be the Resident Evil series. Yeah. I know eight just came out and I heard eight is kind of short as well. I haven't played it yet. I want to, but I want to play right. seven first. So uh, I think that's another good little franchise to get into. If you want yeah. something quick, I, it's been a long time since I played a Resident Evil. Like I played, the mm-hmm. the two remake and that was it like i have before that i played like four and the original resident evil so it's i i really want to play seven just because the only time i played it was in vr okay. at a friend's house <laughs> and i i lost my mind in that like it was like i almost just want to not play it until i can get a mm-hmm. vr set to experience that but at the same time i want to see where everyone's hyping it and you know, since they're short, it'd be a nice little weekend it's play. It's interesting to think about how those games are actually pretty short, right? 
it, it, with how yeah. much lore and love and appreciation that these titles have gotten, those games are generally pretty quick to be. Um, and it, they've always have been like they're fun, quicker experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can like dive in more and explore every single area to the fullest and just kind of wander for hours and hours because in a lot of those games, the scenery is just as beautiful as the gameplay itself for surprisingly for a zombie game. Yeah. Right. It's probably one of the most cinematic zombie games ever created um, with like the, with the deepest lore I think and so. all that built into it. But it surprisingly a fairly quick game. If you want to just get through it and you want to just experience these titles and have a good fun experience with them, they are definitely good ones to check out for sure. Do you have any more mentions? <laughs> I do actually. So the Ooh. This I mean, this developer or is one that we both really love at Supergiant Games. Most most of their games are oh, pretty yeah. quick, right? And they're amazing to go through. They're really fun. But one game that I think is the game that actually introduced me to Supergiant or got me the most interested in the titles that they are making. And that is Bastion. Bastion's oh, fantastic. Yeah. If you haven't played it, it's, um, I guess, three-quarter view, top-down adventure game. I think that, yeah. Yeah, it was their yeah. first game, it's too. So Amazing title. The, like, the big thing that really drew me in originally was the artwork, of course, because it's really well-drawn. All the character sprites are really beautiful. Um, but then when I started playing it, the voice acting of the narrator just drew me in. And then that like bluesy, like old school jazz kind of style music was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it at first I was like, does this really fit this world? But as you're playing it, it's like, yeah, like this, it, it just, it grounds it. It makes like, it. it's funny because like that, that like kind of earthy tones of the music and all that um, really like give the game weight whenever all the platforms and everything that you're walking across are like just floating in space. So it's kind of funny, like that juxtaposition that that game creates in that aspect. I don't know if anyone else feels the same way I do about that, but I always found that really interesting that you're kind of like floating and like it feels almost like ethereal as far as like the the setting goes but then when that music kicks in it's very like down to roots and like really like gritty and like hard and heavy music that like not hard like hard rock or anything like that but it just like if you listen to old blues or like old music like that like it just has this like weight to it that like really grounds it in reality and it's a funny mix between the two it's a weird one but i love that actually a really good point about it i honestly didn't realize it came out in 2011 wow. i can't believe it's and it's also long. available on mobile um, if you're looking for a title that's a little or if you don't want to have to sit down at a console because that's kind of the theme of everything that's going on here games that are quicker to beat but also easily accessible bastion is available on mobile as well so if you're just waiting for the bus or you're on your lunch break you can play this on your phone while you're waiting and get a really great experience out of it. Yeah. I I think when I look back on like some of the best indie games ever made, I oh, yeah. I can see Bastion being up there. 
as like the like original. I think honestly, like 2011, that's kind of when like that whole new wave of indie titles that changed mm-hmm. the the demographic. I think that I think Bastion was one yeah. of like the top ones during that time. And I mean, you look at Supergiant's other games; they're all pretty short. And they're all beautiful. Like you look at oh, Transistor. I love that game. And honest, it's one of my favorites from them. And that one's short. It's beautiful. I never played Pyre, but that I've game heard decent surprising. things about it. It's another one of those where it hides a lot of really interesting story and lore in what's technically just a sports game. Which is really cool. Huh. I, I haven't played it, but what I remember hearing you are you're like you're can you remember it's like an underworld tournament it's like purgatory but you're fighting to get out of it or something like that Mm. and that's how they do it is through these little like ball game tournaments it's very trippy let's look into that some more i could be wrong on that but that's fine (laughs) yeah Uh, i remember it was something with like balls but yeah sports games yeah balls um and for people that don't know, Supergiant are the people that did Hades for all like the the people that haven't and kept up to date with one. it. But oh yeah, that that's a great lunch break game that you know, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not short no. at all. Hell no. Actually, speaking on that, I do want to mention if you are looking for games that are quick to play, specifically on your lunch break or just something like a. Uh, a condensed game or game experience in a short amount of time, like pick up any roguelike out there because runs are quick and you get a lot out of it. Like while, yes, it could take a while to beat the main game or get to the end goal, you're able to get through various runs fairly quickly and it just depends on how long you can last. And for the most part, most of those runs are like five to ten minutes, maybe a little bit longer for some games. Um, like six hours if you're playing Returnal, but you know that's different. <laughs> oh but yeah. For the most part, God. when it comes to a roguelike game, you can get an amazing experience in a very shortened, condensed amount of time. And I feel like that's probably why a lot of those style of games are becoming, or not becoming, but that why they are so popular is because because time mm-hmm. is so precious and we don't have a lot of it now and everyone seems to be super busy and we need something entertaining now roguelikes are great because you can just go in do a couple runs play for an hour and feel like you got a full game experience out of it yeah it's like the arcade experience but it's it feels rewarding when you play it you know all right so real quick before we sign off here there's a few games that are a couple other games that i just want to quickly 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 mention um that i feel like people should be playing and if they're also very fast games that you can get through um so the first one i want to mention is uh inside it's a really fun game Mm. it's a really fun Mm. game it's really quick uh it's another one of those silent protagonist style games. It's side scroller if you're not familiar with it, but it's from the people who made the game Limbo, which is another fantastic game that you want if you want to play something quick and get a really interesting story, something different out of it. And I won't spoil the story of Inside because it's one of those that you just don't see it coming. At the end you're like, what the fuck is this? And it's very confusing, but it's definitely a fun one to play. Huh. It's a quick one that you can get through. Um 
Another one real quick is uh, Minute. And the the speed of the game is in the title. You it's you survive for one minute and then you die and you start over. But as you play through the game, you learn certain paths to go through and you can unlock different doors and different like respawn points so that your one minute it becomes very um what's the word? Like uh, efficient. So yeah, your one minute life becomes very efficient and you're able to accomplish goals and beat the game in a relative amount of, a quick amount of time, but you could also explore and try and figure out all the little side questy things in there, which is really fun. And then the last one going off of like the whole Ooh. roguelike kind of style is uh Kremet's Tale. I love that game. Uh it's a really great one. It's not only a roguelike, but it's also a card game, um, which I love card games. And it's the artwork is great. Uh the fighting style is very simple and easy to understand and you can get through these runs fairly quickly and have a really enjoyable experience uh, while playing them. Yeah. And it's also a mobile too, so if you're looking for something really fast and easy to play, that's definitely one to pick up. With that minute game, is it where like the paths you find, do they stay unlocked after you die or do you have to redo everything every time? Not all of them. Okay. Like what you can do is actually, I don't think any of them, uh, you have to, what you do is you basically you unlock different like respawn points. And from there, that's where, how you kind of progress the story along. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But like, if you want to go, I think you do unlock certain items and they stay with you. I can't remember. It's been a little bit since I played it, but it's it like you are repeating a lot of things fairly like a lot. But as you unlock things, it does change stuff for your next runs and you just kind of have to figure it out. It's all trial by error. Huh. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit more fun. And the art style is cute. It's adorable. So. Yeah, I like that style. Uh, For me, I just have maybe like one or two. I think if you want like a, I mean, it's kind of a classic, but Undertale is one that's pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves Undertale exactly I don't need to explain Undertale to anybody and then one that a friend actually brought up to me and it's one that I've been meaning to play for a while and he said this is like one of his favorite short ones but can be long as Outer Wilds oh yeah I've been wanting to check that one out I didn't realize it could be beaten that quickly because it seemed like one of those games that you can just really explore but I it's it's been a title that I've really, really wanted to play just because I remember when it came out, everyone was like, this game is fantastic. And at the time I was like, it looks too slow paced for me. But now I'm like, oh, this actually does sound good when I hear more about it. Yeah. It looks like a game that would be super, super long and like a big commitment. Yeah. That if it's one that you can actually play through pretty quickly, I didn't realize that either. Then that would be fun to kind of go through it. Yeah, like I think he said it was like around ten hours, maybe twelve. And I mean, that's still a pretty short amount of time. It's definitely not bad. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, And and we're excited to just continue making content for you. Um, 
Yeah. So if you like what you hear, share it with a friend. <laughs> Let people know, spread the word, because that is the best way for us to continue growing and all that fun stuff. But yeah, so thank you guys again for listening. Thanks for everything. And uh, bye. bye.